Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Hey, I'm Polly. Welcome to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways to live well, do good, and be happy. And by practical, I mean even the things I can do, and boy, am I doing them now, right? Because these are skills and practices that we can talk about, and we can learn, and we can experiment with, and they are there to support us during times of uncertainty and challenge, which I would say we're having a little bit right now. I mean, most of us have not done this pandemic thing before, but I have to say overall, things have gone well. I'm managing my anxiety. I'm getting some work done. I'm learning. I'm resting. And it's been all good and fine until this last weekend kind of had a little crash. I think of it more as I was mentally exhausted. Have you ever felt like that before? You know, physically, I hadn't done a whole lot. Some walks around the neighborhood, cleaning the bathrooms, you know, those household things. But I just had kind of a drop off. I was just tired. I had a hard time making decisions. I was getting stressed over the smallest things. I felt more anxious than I have during this whole time. I just felt worn out. And I've felt that way before. I know you know what I'm talking about, that kind of mental weight, that mental exhaustion, those feelings of burnout when we're under a lot of stress at work or there's a lot of uncertainty in our financial situation or with our families. It certainly isn't a new feeling. I felt burned out before. I felt mentally exhausted before. And it, it also is not an indicator that there are problems, that there are big issues here. But it is a sign that we need to begin to manage our energy a bit differently, to move a little more gently into the world so that we can come back from those feelings of exhaustion and keep our immune systems up and strong and our stress manageable and ourselves and our families safe before things turn into bigger challenges like depression. If we see or experience the signs of mental and emotional exhaustion and we throw up our hands and say, well, there's nothing we can do, then we move into a place of greater jeopardy and upset. We don't create the psychological space we need to move through this in a healthy way, right? We know that those kind of feelings are enhanced by stress and stress batters our immune systems and that creates a greater likelihood that we'll get sick with the common cold or flu, 
and makes us more susceptible to even scarier stuff, none of which of we need right now, right? These feelings of mental exhaustion don't happen overnight. And that's why I think I was kind of surprised by it this last weekend. I mean, we've been home together for, you know, 40 days. My husband has been working from home. I have a home office that I've been kind of moved out of because he needs that space now for his work. So we've been uh, shifting things around here and it's all gone really well. I'm very grateful that we've stayed healthy and productive and managed to go through this with ups and downs for sure, but not major stress. And so when I woke up after a good night's sleep Saturday and I felt exhausted and burned out and pessimistic and frustrated, I was surprised about it. But that's often how it shows up, right? Mental and emotional exhaustion show up after repeated exposure to stress. We feel it after a significant life change, a divorce, the death of a loved one, a big move. We feel it also after having a baby or getting married, right? Any significant life change causes a certain amount of stress. And over time, that stress builds if it goes unmanaged or unrecognized. And I'm thinking a pandemic, uh, that could qualify as a significant change. Chronic illness, financial stress, being a caregiver to others, long hours or significant changes at work, they all contribute to these feelings of burnout that I'm talking about. I think we've got them all covered here, right? Typically, emotional exhaustion occurs if someone feels overwhelmed by factors in their life. And that's the surprising part. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I'm doing okay. I have a lot of support from my husband. Our household is running smoothly. And so it surprised me when I still took on these symptoms of burnout. And I knew I needed to get a handle on it. That's why I think the things we talk about in the show are so important. Because when we practice these little practical ways of living through the daily moments of our lives, then they show up for us when we need them more than other. And I didn't want my emotional exhaustion to turn into uh, severe burnout or depression. I needed to manage that. And so I spent the weekend really being curious about this. You know, often this kind of emotional exhaustion occurs when we feel like we have a lack of control in our lives. And that uncertainty weighs on us. And that's certainly something now that is happening for many of us, right? We don't know how this business is going to go. And we don't know what's going to come next. So the best we can do is root ourselves in the moments we have now. I know what's going to happen in the next moment in my home. I can decide my routine. I can choose elements that help connect me to the day and yet leave me open and flexible enough to really adapt and change and grow as I need to, whereas fun things come up or different ideas come up. These are feelings, this kind of uncertainty, this kind of weight, right? This this kind of stress around our work, around our family's health and safety, around our future qualify as a significant kind of life stress. And this isn't about ending the stress. That's impossible, right? Certain amount of stress is part of our everyday life. But it got me curious, how can I manage these moments now? so that they don't derail me, so that they don't actually contribute to the very thing I don't want, right? I want to keep 
healthy. I want my immune system to be functioning. I want to feel positive and optimistic because we are going to come out of this and I want to be okay on the flip side. So the question is then how can we deal with this weight on our shoulders every day, this uncertainty, and still manage that kind of mental and emotional exhaustion that can build over time? You know, when I woke up Saturday after a long sleep, I went to bed early, I just felt so deeply fatigued. I was interested in things. I wanted to get up and get going, but I didn't have the energy to do it. I had problems making decisions, even the smallest stuff. I was irritable and impatient and everything started bugging me. When I walked into the bathroom and saw the socks on the floor again and no toilet paper on the roll for about the billionth time, I lost it. Those aren't new factors in my life. And yet my reaction to those things was clearly over the top. And that's how it shows up. That's how I knew something wasn't right for me on Saturday. There was a lack of motivation, this irritability, this anxiety and pessimism. You know, if you have no interest in anything at all, you may be depressed. And that's a good time to call a therapist. They're doing a lot of telehealth sessions. I think therapy is the bomb. I'm all over it. That's what not what I was experiencing on Saturday. I was just experiencing this kind of low-grade apathy and frustration. But emotional exhaustion can show up in other ways too. You can feel confused, have difficulty concentrating. I absolutely have had that challenge in the last month. It's been a very hard time to focus on my writing and sit my butt down in the chair and keep at it. My mind's all over. Forgetfulness. I've experienced that too, where I forget the the smallest thing, what I said or an appointment that I had or a Zoom call. Loss of memory, lack of imagination for some people. Research also suggests that mental exhaustion leading to burnout uh, can lead to a change in our executive function, the way we plan and organize. It is super hard for me to stay focused and manage the things I was doing before this. And that's showed up in that area. And it's, it's interesting. Nothing to be afraid of. It's something to be aware of. And another thing that is, you know, the great paradox is that Generally, when we're feeling this kind of mental exhaustion, we're not sleeping as well. So we don't feel restored. We go to bed, we need the rest, we feel tired, and uh, we don't get a restful sleep. So we all know what fatigue can do, physical fatigue can do as well. We're not as effective, right? We're prone to headaches and irritability and impatience. I'm not surprised at all I'm experiencing some kind of this emotional mental exhaustion. I think it's a very common response for many of us. But what I'm really interested in is how can I get a handle on this? How can I work with myself gently and work through this gently to prevent it from becoming something bigger? Which socks on the bathroom floor are nothing new, but my over-the-top reaction to that, that's something that uh, I needed to pay attention to. And I'm also paying attention to the socks on the bathroom floor. They're not going to work here for me. (laughs) But the way I manage those moments don't have to derail everything else I'm doing. So let's talk about it. Mental exhaustion. What if you're feeling it right now? What if you're feeling uncertain and stressed and tired and impatient? The first thing 
I recommend is take some quiet time. Walk the dog, even if you don't have one, right? (laughs) Take a moment. Take a quiet shower. Hide in the closet. Go out back in the yard. Find a pocket of time every day to get quiet. That means turn off the phone. Turn off the news. Turn off the noise and the computer and get quiet with yourself. I need to do this every day and it's become harder because there's people in my space all the time and because I felt okay. I thought I was doing fine. And so I didn't realize that this was slipping away and this is something I needed to get back. Sometimes I get up very early in the morning just to make sure I get the quiet moments of the day before other people are moving around. It's that important to me. In that moment, take deep breaths and just listen to your thoughts. Become aware of your feelings. Don't judge them. Don't reason them away. Just become mindful. And mindfulness means giving focused attention to the present moment. I do this by paying attention to all my senses. So um, if I'm outside on the back deck for a second, I'll listen. What am I hearing? What am I tasting? What am I smelling? And really try to get rooted in the present moment. This is the top thing. When I'm not having enough quiet time, uh, I start to wig out. And I think that's where I was over the weekend. I needed time by myself. And again, if you do this well and regularly, it doesn't have to be a lot of time. I can feel restored after a few minutes a day. But I was feeling depleted on Saturday. And this is one of the things I did. I went and found a pocket of quiet. In fact, what I did was I announced that I was going in my bedroom and locking the door. And if anybody needed to get anything out of it before I went in there, they better go now because I was going to disappear for an hour. Felt a whole lot better after that. The other thing that I think it's important to do that I've neglected recently is schedule breaks throughout the day. I want to accomplish things each day. And often I'll be working away in my office or my other space and I'll get up from the work I'm doing and go out and check on my daughter and her schoolwork or plan what I'm cooking for dinner, get stuff out of the freezer or do a household chore. So with all the people around here and the people moving throughout the space at different times, there are no breaks. So I needed to schedule breaks. While I'm at my desk, I now get up every 40 minutes and I go do something that's totally not related to the work I'm doing. Um, If I'm parenting and interacting a lot with my daughter, I'll take a time out there too. Not because anything's going wrong, not because anybody's in trouble, but because I need to reset my mind. You know, another part of this is We feel better as human beings when we are contributing something each day, when we have a purposeful activity, but taking on too much is a quick way to feel burned out. And we have a lot to do these days. Even though we're sitting at home, that time is not stagnant time. We're thinking, we're planning, we're organizing, we're working, we're parenting, we're doing homework, right? So each day, come up with three things that must be done. Um, Hopefully, there are things that you also feel good doing. One day for me, that meant making the bed and reading three pages of a work thing I need to get done and logging in to check my bank account. Now, that wasn't a lot in a day, but that's what I could do on that day. Some days, I'll write a whole article and cook a big meal and do all the laundry. Pick the three things that must get done that day relative 
to how you're feeling. We all have stuff we need to do, but you don't all have to do all the big things in one day. Then take on those three things. And as you're going through them, take scheduled breaks. Just lighten up a little bit your approach. Now, this might feel a little lazy. If you're like me, a type A, nose to the grindstone kind of girl where you sit down and you don't get up until it's done, this is going to feel different to you. But I'm telling you what, we're going for the long haul here. You will get more done. You will be more productive and create better quality of work and outcomes if you choose the three must-dos every day and take scheduled breaks during your day, right? I've gotten much more done this way than sitting at the computer and plunking on an article that's not going well, okay? Now, one of the things I do every day is I make my bed. Um, I do it first thing because it makes me feel like I've already accomplished something and it helps the bedroom be neat and tidy and actually helps me manage my thoughts. Find the thing for you like that, a way to start your day so you get up and you take on a small chore or something that leaves you feeling good first thing and that'll jumpstart your day without a whole lot of mental energy. This is about pacing ourselves. We will get done what we need to get done. And this is also a great time to evaluate whether we need to do it all in the first place, right? But what I'm going for and what I'm more interested in for all of us to do is to create healthy habits so that we not only stay physically strong, but we stay mentally strong. And the way to do that is to make sure we're managing the stress of our day, right? Give yourself a break. Remember, there are days that you are making a major contribution just by showing up. Just make the darn bed and celebrate that and move on. And some days, the biggest thing you do in the day might be to seek out that quiet time or to go for a walk around the neighborhood or cook a good family meal. That's okay. That's a success, right? Also, you know, I say this all the time. I don't like it, but I'm a believer in it. Move. Move your body. Go out and garden. Go for a walk with the dog. Do squats down the hallway during your breaks. And eat well and create a bedtime routine. Go to bed at the same time every night, even if you can't sleep. And help yourself to rest by limiting the news, by stopping the junk food at night, and slow down on the drinking. Those things keep us from sleeping well. Turn off the screens, turn off your phones an hour before you want to go to bed to help our bodies unwind. When we're not eating, moving, or sleeping, it's very hard to manage the stress and the feelings of burnout and frustration. So those are the basics. We got to cover the basics. I think of this like I do my daughter. She's unreasonable after a sleepover. She can't think because she's so tired and she can't manage or regulate her emotions and her mood. She has headaches and stomach, right? We're the same. We need to take care of the basic self-care to ease our feelings of mental and emotional exhaustion. So start there. The last couple of things I think made a real difference for me this weekend was I needed to make something. I've been having a hard time writing my articles and doing my work because it's very hard to stay focused. So I've been getting the job done, but nothing extra, and it's been hard coming. I needed to get back to writing something that felt meaningful to me. And 
make something new. Whenever I go back to creating, letting the rules off a little, write something that I didn't have to turn in, that nobody was waiting for, that was just for fun or exploration rather than publication, I feel better. It's a relief. When we are not creating, we get sick. We are expansive individuals. So make something. On the days you're feeling most fatigued, return to your roots and create. Plant a garden or a pot of beautiful flowers. Make a new recipe. Put together a playlist that makes you happy. Go through the process of creating something new and you will feel restored in a way you won't otherwise. That kind of creativity allows us to connect to our lives in a meaningful way. It takes the idea, the inspiration, and puts it into tangible form. It's so integral to who we are as human beings. Exercising our creative spirit is one way to connect to our world in a meaningful way. But we also have to find a way to connect to others in a meaningful way. And this is a little trickier. I had a bunch of Zoom interactions and meetings last week. And by the end of it, I couldn't handle one more. So I canceled everything. And I just picked one. I just reached out to a friend that I was really missing that I hadn't talked to since this started. And we had a Zoom meeting. And it was funny and silly and such a relief, right? I live in in orbit around my daughter all day long, but we hadn't connected in a meaningful way. We talked about homework and school and my work and what we were having for dinner. One night I just got her up and we went for a late night drive when nobody was alone and just talked and played the music. And I was able to regroup and really get back to the center of the things that matter to me, which is creativity and relationships with the people I love. Find ways of doing that in your life. And I'm not talking about going out in public spaces, right? I'm not. We're sheltering in place. I'm taking that very seriously. But I'm finding about ways to connect and communicate with the people that I do want to be in relationship with, okay? There's not enough worry in the world to make this situation better. But with our awareness and understanding what's going on in our bodies and brains, we can stay safe and be strong enough to support and encourage others. Go easy on yourself. It's a great time for self-compassion. We've never done this before. If you're feeling mentally exhausted, if you're feeling burned out, don't beat yourself up. Recognize those signs. Take a step back, go for some quiet time, go for some meaningful connection and creation. Make something new, sleep well, eat well, right? Do the things that help you restore and leave yourself time and space to do it. So simply start today, find a quiet space. You want to walk around, look for an environment that feels good, like a respite, like a place that can hold some of the weight you've been carrying around, maybe a little corner on the back deck or a little green space up the block from your house or a corner of the closet. I've been there, done that. Find a quiet space to get away where you can let go and release the weight of it. No phone, no music, no kids, no neighbors. Find a place, create it, make it a comfortable, safe spot, put a chair in the corner if you need, or if you want to sit in the darkness, place where you can go just for a moment to regroup. Go there today. Simply start by 
cultivating this quiet. Because even though our homes and our daily lives are quieter in some ways, we still are burdened by this emotional chatter and this wondering and the news and those things. Let it go today. And then the simply nifty for today, the things that I think make a big difference in my day and just take a second of time, this is the practice. Make your bed every day. See what happens. Get up in the morning, make your bed. And then as you walk out to get your first cup of coffee or whatever it is you do next, celebrate that moment. You've already accomplished something that goes to your mental health, your physical health, and your physical space, okay? It's okay to take this easy. We're learning. As humans, we take in a lot and we feel deeply. There's a certain amount of fear and grief and loss and anger and frustration that is circulating around us at this time, and that's okay. We can be super creative and innovative in figuring out how to keep our kids learning and our partners from freaking out and get groceries and food and masks and get that dishwasher going that has to be run every freaking day. And we can still have our own anxiety and worry and questions. It's all okay, whatever you're feeling. But what's important is that we live during this time and every time with a certain amount of awareness so that we can deliberately ease the load, the mental and emotional weight by recognizing the symptoms of mental exhaustion and burnout and counteracting them with more emotional space and mental quiet and focused attention, small contributions, humor, even the dark kind, (laughs) and mindfulness. And not only will we be healthier, but the experience around us will be easier to bear and we will be better able to do what needs to be done, not only to get through this time, but to get through this time and every time going forward well. That's what I'm going for. I'm not going for perfection, but I do want to pay attention There are going to be ups and downs during this, during anything we face in life. And we can manage them. Let's be mindful of the now. And not only will we be healthier, but the experience around us will be easier to bear. Right? We can do this. Thanks for listening today. I'm Polly Campbell. You want to talk more about this or share some comments with me? You can find me on Twitter at PL Campbell or join our Facebook community at Polly Campbell author, where we talk about these and other ideas. And you can sign up for the How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter there. Go forward, my friends. Let's be mindful of the moment and take a break when you need it to make life around us a little easier to bear. And then we will be better able to do what needs to be done, not only to get through this time, but to get through it well and come out thriving. And that will help us live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. 
welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. 